I know, right? Sometimes you got to be quiet. God, yes, we did it. That was a good intro. <laughs> nobody, nobody was ready for that. That was, that was a solid introing, dude. And we're right on time at eleven thirty. Like this is oh, this is the perfect. most this is the most on time we've ever been. I feel yeah. really proud about. I feel I'm proud of both of us. It's this is an accomplishment. Yeah, absolutely. Like if we, yeah, man. All right, all right. Editor, take it out. Yeah. Take it out. Listening? If you are listening, we need we need the little boys to men right now. I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Just got to stay in a positive frame of mind. Shut up and sit down. See if that works. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gamers, thank you guys so much for coming out. This is PSP OT12. What had happened was that that's the name of the episode. Why? Because what had happened was we were on time, folks. We were on time. So for the people who actually are viewing, guys, we're on time. We didn't lie. We were here. It is 11:31 my time, 9:31 Dev's time, which makes it 12:07 in China. <laughs> tomorrow i was gonna say tomorrow I, th- right that might not be right okay but we're on time dev how you been man i've been chilling man you know um been kind of busy actually hit the hit the the unrated on thursday we recorded yeah. that yeah. uh was on we the gamer cast with sean capri this morning Ooh. and uh now podcasting with my man mo tonight so i've been pretty busy uh these last couple of days you know just doing that and also just all the family stuff um yeah, so I've been I've been pretty busy, but I've been good. I've been good. I've been in good spirits. Been busy. Been doing things. So yeah, I'm I'm good, man. How about you, man? So I'm really excited to listen to you on Sean's show. I'm gonna say that right now. Like I didn't know you did that. Like that that's <laughs> a whole different level of hypedness that I am now in. Like yeah. I think I saw something about. I just thought like you guys hung out when I saw him tweet something. I was like, oh man, hanging out with Dev is always good. Like hanging out with Dev, that is, that is Robitussin. That's how good it is. Like, <laughs> it, it cures everything. It makes everything better. All right? Rub some Tussin on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mo Tussin. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, oh man, but now that I'm, I, I'm very excited to listen to that. That'll be good sauce in my ears. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. I wanted to have that as a surprise. I didn't want to just put that out there. So I was waiting. I got asked to be on a podcast and I was like, oh, um, uh, no. <laughs> They're like, why? And I'm like, I'm not interesting. Like, here's the thing. With you, <clears throat> back and forth, I'm fine. On PSVG, after the, the awkward first two, I got comfortable. I to put me with strangers out of my comfort zone, my, I would be like, um, well, see what had happened was, um, and there was a, um, thank you. I, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be good. That's so lies I, and fallacies. Lies and fallacies. It's sir. what the heart feels, and Damn. I can listen to my own heart. All right. <laughs> all right. I know what the heart says. It says no. Take your time. Slow your roll. Get better at this, and then branch yourself out. Don't, don't, don't think because you can carry a baseball bat you can hit major league balls. You gotta go double A and 
single A and triple A and move your way up. So I need, I need to work my way up. I got to get some A's. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> I feel like you just got to put yourself out there and go for it. You are not boring. You're interesting. Uh, you hold your own here even when I'm not, when I'm not here. So that's a I, bunch of nonsense. I just I have to bring it in and go, the inner dev says <laughs> to bring this unpreparedness. So, folks, we are PSBGOT, and we are based on two things. Number one, being wicked unprepared to the point that it's not only embarrassing for us, but for our employers. Mm-hmm. Donnie, Donnie literally cries sometimes when he listens to the unpreparedness that we are. And he uh, is in the chat right now. Hey, is he Donnie. really? Oh, yes, man. he is. Donnie, don't cry. It's okay. Remember, <laughs> when in doubt. Um, Edit so, it out. And the second thing <laughs> that we're based on is share memories, joy, love, happiness, and that kind of stuff. And just uh, bring in some stuff. Now, we do have a quick little thank you. Um, this one actually is for Donnie, so I'm kind of glad he's in the chat. Uh, last episode, I've had students who literally were brought to tears by him sharing. Like, we're talking the emotions and the stuff that he went out and he talked about. Like, it was powerful. And to hear, <coughs> sorry, editor, to hear him talk about that stuff is huge, especially when it's family dynamics. And uh, there's one thing my kids are, are searching for, it's family. And so thank you so much, Donnie, for that. Um, but now, have you been prepared in any way, shape, or form for this, Dev? No. Nope. Any, any preparation? So nope. today, we, we will be talking about our saddest first world childhood memory. Now, understand what I'm saying by this. I am not trying to get scary deep. I'm not trying to make it weird. I have an actual plan for this because I want to show some of my students that sometimes the hormones think that something's a bigger deal than it is. So here's mine. Let me start off. I'm a young, small, six foot four. <laughs> what? Small six foot four, huh? Yeah, I was in seventh grade. Uh, I was six four, about 240 pounds. And uh, we're playing for our, our middle school, uh, the public school system district championship game. <clears throat> and I go up, I get fouled. There's a couple, couple seconds in the clock. Uh, Bass doesn't count, but I have to make one free throw tie the game. That's all I have to do is I have to make one free throw out of the two to tie the game. And I go to the line. I'm a pretty good free throw shooter. I'm pretty consistent. I take my, my two dribbles. I pat the ball once in my left hand, bring it up, shoot, hits the back of the rim, pops out. I go, okay, my form was where it's supposed to be. This next one's going in. It's going to be a tie and we're going to win this game or we're going to tie this game. Then we're going to play, play some more basketball. Two dribbles, pat the ball, hits the back of the rim, bounces out. My teammate has the ball hit his hands and he just stands there. The two seconds go off, horn blows. Guy could have won the game. And I remember walking over to the bench and being devastated. Like, I mean, on the verge of tears, like, oh my goodness, what just happened? How do we lose this game? Like, I just couldn't believe how all this unfolded. And my uncle walks over to me and goes, it could have been worse. I'm like, what? But what are you talking about? It was could have been worse. What if we would have airballed him? Yeah. And, and he walks to the car like he leaves. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> sitting there like, you you are crazy. You are what is wrong with you? Oh. And I, I spent the entire car ride home with him and my aunt, just furious. I was like, How, why would you say that? A couple years later, I'm a freshman playing varsity, similar situation. I step to the line. Uh, I needed one of the two free throws to win the game. Uh, it was like 30 seconds left on the clock. This would have pulled us into a lead. And uh, I go, 
Could be worse. I could airball it. Boom, boom, Pat, put it in. And so I want to tell the story because like <clears throat> sometimes we think things are a huge deal, a huge problem, a huge issue when they're really not. And it's just all about how we, we see it as we get older. Uh, so that's mine, my worst one. Dev, how about you? Well, see, I hate you because mine was also going to be a similar tale of basketball woe. Because nice. I, I can't even think of any other like really sad or perceivably sad childhood memories when you look back and you're like, eh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Um, I have some really sad ones that really were, but I don't I can't think of anything lighthearted other than the basketball one. And um it's uh so I think I was in ninth grade. And this was it wasn't uh like uh JV, it was just a rec league game, a rec league that we me and my me and my best friend were playing in. And we made it all the way to the championship game. Now, um prior to this, I had broken my wrist. So my left wrist was broken and I missed almost a good portion of the season. But uh, you know, I was like, I'm I still want to play. So once I got the cast off and I was cleared, I was I was I was like, I'm gonna get on the court, I'm my body fools up. And we weren't doing too well. I got on the team. Got back to the team. We, we started doing well. We made it to the playoffs, made it to the championship. So it's been a close game back and forth. And I swear to God, this team had ringers because like these fools look like they were, you know, seniors in high school. I'm like, there's no way they're supposed to be in this league, but whatever. And we're playing. It's a close game. And I think uh, I caught a steal at half court. We were up by one at this point. And I get a steal, and there's only like maybe 10 seconds left on the clock. And I'm like, oh, cool. I can, I can, I can seal the deal here. I can end the game, get the steal, go down, go to make the layup. And I kind of get bumped. So I'm thinking I'm going to need a foul call, but of course I don't. And I missed the left handed layup. Boom, boom, rolls out. But our teammate gets the rebound for the putback, misses the putback, but he gets fouled, misses both free throws. I'm like, okay, cool. We got a couple of seconds left. They call timeout, say advance the, advance the ball. I'm like, we got a couple of, we got a couple of seconds left. We can still win this game. We got this game in the back. They're not going to make it. Inbound to play, get to the baseline. I'm DM my man up, go up the block just to, you know, get in his face. Nothing but that. Buzzer sounds. We lose by one. I'm just sitting there devastated. Oh, God. Because I've also had like a game in my life. Like I'm hitting jumpers and my best friend like turns and looks at me like, what? How are you? What are you? You, 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 you on fire. And I give him just the Jordan shrug. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm in the zone. So we're playing, we're balling. I'm thinking we're going to win this game and do his, the, the winning jumper in my face. We lose by one. To add insult to injury, there's no trophy with my name on it. <laughs> like, I'm not even on the team at this point. So everybody's getting their trophies and they're calling everybody's names to come up and get their trophies and stuff. And my name is never called. Ooh. Yeah. So the rest of the car ride home, I'm just sitting there like, why didn't I just run the clock out? Like beating myself up. Like you could have, you didn't have to try and in the game with the layup. You could have just ran the clock out. Like, why didn't you just stop and pull back or hold on to it or pass or wait to get fouled? Anything. Like I'm just beating myself up. And then, you know, you look back on you're like, it could have been worse. We could have lost by 20. We could have got beat like worse. We could have got ran out the gym. Like but the Kings did today by the Rockets. Yikes. That was bad. <laughs> Take them off national TV bad if you have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had y'all on ABC. Uh, you're going to go on ABC 12. Right. It's you're right next be to on, the Ocho. <laughs> exactly. ESPN and the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. Yeah, 
absolutely first world problem. It wasn't that bad. And that's that's all I wanted. I want to share one just because like sometimes with my kids, like I hear some of the issues they have, and some of them are issues. Like I'm like, oh man, I am gonna be praying for you. I'm beautiful, I can't help. Uh let's go talk to this counselor, let's go talk to these people. And some of them like, kid, please. Like, no, <laughs> no, no. You you need to breathe and relax. Right. So I thought that'd be a nice one. Uh, you know, felt 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 good. Felt good. Um, you ready for a curveball? Because I yeah. actually have, I was given a curveball today. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I like it when the, when they were supposed to send it to you, they sent it to me. So we got a curveball. <laughs> so Dev, uh, before we get to that, your boy Two Times Tyler is in the chat, and he just said his biggest woe was the marching band tournament. And he slipped in the mud mid performance. Oh man. <laughs> Susan with a McCone tuba, right? Yes. With a tuba, tuba mud, <laughs> a muba. <laughs> oh, sorry, Tyler. Sorry, Tyler. We didn't mean that. <laughs> Dev did though. Yes, I did. I did. Um, <laughs> so here's our curveball from uh, this is from the Unrated Podcast, another member of the PSPG Network, and they, it was sent to me mistakenly. <laughs> And I, I, I was very thankful. I was like, you know what? Thank you. Because I don't know how I would have handled this question had I had to hear it brand new like you do. Mm-hmm. So, Dev, at which point is it time to throw away underwear? And does your spouse agree or disagree with this? You know, that's a good question, whether she agrees or doesn't agree, because I do most of the laundry. So she typically doesn't see my underwear now that I think about it. Respect. But once they have a hole in them of some sort, it's time for them to go. Or if for some reason you done sharded, they got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, um, so I've gone through three stages of the underwear. I've gone through the boxers uh, from adolescence until college. And then in college, uh, once uh, the the Under Armour Nike spandex ones came into play, the boxer brief style, mm-hmm. that, that has been my second one. Okay? That's funny because I did the exact same thing. Yep. And so um, the moment there is a hole in any of those, it's gone. Like, I don't, I'm not interested. I have no, mm-hmm. not trying to play that game. Um, but then now I have the, the extra long ones. That like the NBA players wear, you know what I'm talking about? They go down yeah, to like your those are so, so good. So I, I have got like six pairs of those, mm. but I got them from our Nike rep. And so they come like built in with like a boxer brief. So it's like a little more underwear like on the top. Right. And I love those. Uh if I could afford, I think they're like 60 bucks a pop. If yeah. I could afford more of those, I would I would buy more of those. But again, yeah, my mine is if there's a hole, I normally get rid of it. And for my wife, um, I don't think she and I have ever had that conversation. I don't think there's ever been like a, Hey, you need to get rid of those. Cause I'm pretty good about going. Yeah, no, that's, it's time for you to go. So yeah, I've, I've never experienced that either. I just, once, once they get a hold of them, they got to go. Um, apparently though, Tyler, he he's worn boxers until they've turned to the loincloths. Um, so uh, I'm uncomfortable with that. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's, uh, <laughs> I'm not Tyler, 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 loincloths. <laughs> not two words I'm putting together. Not happening. No. Yeah. Oh, so a uh, curveball to your curveball. Oh no! See that coming. Yeah. No. Also, also I need to know from unrated podcast damn, after damn, I already know that. Yeah, you <laughs> you done messed up. You done goofed. You sent that to Mo. It's supposed to come to me. So here's the question: right. You drop your silverware at a restaurant, but you're starving. You're famished. 
Like you could eat a horse, as they would say. Okay. Do you pick your silverware up off the floor and keep eating? And what changes the decision to pick it up or not pick it up? Okay. Uh, 95% not pick it up. I'll use my hands. Um, <laughs> only because like no one's going to say anything to me. I'm like, um, sir, don't do that. I'm like, oh, Shrek's eating his natural habitat. He's using his hands. And yeah, no one's saying nothing to me. Um, how percent change? Uh, there are three local restaurants here in San Antonio that I know very well. Tank Street, uh, Los Palitos, um, and the, uh, the Philly cheese they place. It's like famous Phillies. It's a, it's a truck. So if it's outside, yeah, I'll, I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I really trust the people over Tank Street. They're phenomenal people. I feel real comfortable with the way they clean and I would, I would, I would trust them. Um, so that, that would be my only, so the, the trust level of the restaurant would be the only thing that would change that decision. So 95% no. However, if I was at one of those establishments, yeah, I would, I would change my mind. Okay. Uh, I, would, I would grab the fork. How about you? Uh, I'm not picking that fork up. There's nothing that's changing my mind. Okay. I, I, there have been times where I've sent back the silverware because it would look dirty. Like, nah, man, I'm not playing that. <laughs> okay. That, I, tr- I trust you. I trust you. I start bringing my own silverware to restaurants. <laughs> you got a Smith's Army knife? Army knife? Mm-hmm. Just going to going to, going to co pocket like, all right, got my own silverware. We good here. We good here. <laughs> I like it. All right. All right. You didn't get any more? I'm, we're good? Uh, you, you know, just you're gonna be in suspense. Ah, I hate that. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Come on, people. You're supposed to be like partly understanding the nervousness that gives me. Um, so we have four questions today, um, and none of the students put their names on it because they did this. It was the p- period that I don't normally use because I was gone for basketball. Mm. Uh, so I've literally left early every this week. For basketball, we've had basketball games Monday, we had basketball games Tuesday, we had a basketball game Wednesday. Uh, wow. Thursday, we had a meeting about basketball, and then Friday, we, of course, had a very important game, which uh, didn't end our way, but we, we gave it all we had. And so <clears throat> when I left it on the board, like, hey, grab these questions, a lot of these kids, they were new to it, so they didn't put their names on it. So the first one is, um, favorite type of movie? Hmm. I'm big on sci-fi. I would say sci-fi is probably my biggest like genre or favorite type of movie. Like you give me something with the Matrix or something like a Blade Runner that goes down that that sci-fi just way outside of the realm of reality right now type stuff, and I'm all about it. Um, yeah, that that's that's my bread and butter. If I'm gonna watch a movie, I want to be taken as far out of reality as possible. Like I, I'm looking to be entertained. I don't want to watch something that is going to be historical or something that could happen. Nah, man. Just as I'm entertained, I want an escape. Mm-hmm. See, mine is is based on mood. Like I'm split, kind of like in, in, I was like in a pie chart. It's like 75. percent I want to see movies that I don't have to pay attention to. Like just give me something actiony, uh, like Firefly. Do you ever watch that the 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 TV show for that one? Oh, absolutely, Firefly. Yeah. 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 The only reason I have the box set of that is I can put it on the background and not know what's going on. And then when I finally do pay attention, and go, oh yeah, that's blowing this up or stealing this. Cool. And so like I like movies like that. Like they can be actiony, they can be in space, they can be wherever. Just I don't. I want to be able to like watch it, not then leave, not pay attention, and come back to it and not feel like I lost anything. And then there's 25% of me. I like movies that make me think. Mm. Uh, there was the Adam Sandler one, Rain Over Me. Oh, my God. With, that's such a good movie. With Don Cheadle, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so good. I like that kind of stuff where like it gets me and like makes me think about things. Like I like those kind of films, but I have to be in the mood. So right. I want to say like three out of the four movies I watch, three are pointless action adventure with barely a story, and then one real one. You know what I mean? I, I kind of flip back and forth on those. That's what's up. So. You know, it's funny. I like movies with a lot of moving parts. I love trying to put the whole thing together. Um, my wife can't stand that because she'll turn to me mid movie like, "What's going on?" Did or you ever see? Bored. Did you ever see the usual or unusual suspects or the usual, usual suspects? suspects? Heck, yeah, Kaiser Sose. So I watched that three times. Never made it far enough to understand who Kaiser Sose was. Oh, and man. so I was like, "This movie is stupid." I don't know why y'all keep telling me it's so good because I oh, I get bored, God. and after about thirty minutes, if I'm not into it, I leave. I'll go oh. to something else. And so finally, it's the end of that one. That was uh, my wife's brother was the one who was like, just, you got to watch, watch, watch the whole movie with me. Oh, man, I can't. And he's like, just sit your butt down and watch this. And so we watched the whole thing. And I was like, OK, OK. Oh, that's kind of a cool heist. And then got to that part. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Oh, oh, exactly. I, I the payoff is so good. No, it really was. Um, next one. First kiss. Should it be on a first date or should you wait? Huh, that rhymes. Good job. Hmm. Are we talking first kiss like for real, like your first kiss or just the first kiss of the relationship? I'm guessing the relationship. I'm going to say relationship because your first kiss should probably not be on your first date. Eh. I I feel (laughs) like you need to you need to put some space in to get to know this person. (laughs) Eh. That's my personal (laughs) belief. Um. I, you know, to be perfectly honest, I think we blow up the whole idea of the first kiss way too much. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that big a deal, um, but that could be first world problems. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I honestly feel like there's nothing wrong with, with the first kiss being on the first date. I think that's fine. Like, if you both feel that attraction and you want to go for it, man, go for it. See, this happens when you're pretty. So I understand that working for you, but Shut when up. you when you look Shut like up. the love child of Shrek and Sully, <laughs> the first kiss you have to know that that girl really likes you. You have to take your time because if you rush it, someone might go by. Oh no, that monster's eating that poor lady, and I'm not having that. I'm Stop not it. dealing with it. So I I believe in the wait process, but I believe it should be one of those things where like by the third date you should know. If this is a person you actually want to spend time with, right? If at that point in time, if you have not decided, nope, I'm cutting ties, or yep, I want to be in here, I'm gonna go for this kiss. That would be my my information on that one. Do not do not date somebody if you are not interested. And I see that so many times with my students. Why are y'all dating? Well, you know, we're in the same class. That is a stupid reason to date, right? And this takes me back to just the whole other like the whole dating thing. Do people actually even date anymore? Like no, I, t- today's world's crazy, man. I, yeah, I, like I don't even get that. Like you, you it's like you all of a sudden just have a girlfriend. Y'all haven't gone on dates, y'all haven't really got to know each other, but y'all all of a sudden y'all go instead of y'all boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't y'all didn't like hang out first. Just, <laughs> she was cute, you was cute, and y'all just said we're gonna be boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, really? That's, That's what I'm saying. Is, it is a problem. Mm-hmm. It is a problem. So um <laughs> Our next one, uh, favorite restaurant to go to when you're alone. Like this is just for you. You ain't picking it up for the kids. You're not doing it for the wife. This is the you have a a free weekend. Now, see, I'm a terrible eater. I don't care about food that much. Okay. So it could easily be like Popeyes or Chick Fil A. 
<laughs> See, Popeyes used to be on my list until they started making the chicken tenders watery again. I'm not about that. Oh man, I love their chicken. Have you had the blackened chicken tenders? Those are fine. Those are oh fine. God, those are. Oh. They changed the recipe, and it is not as good as it used to be. Ah, oh, so good. But you know what? A restaurant that I would go to by myself because my wife hates Italian, it would be the Olive Garden. I freaking love lasagna. Like yeah. I will get down on some Olive Garden. Like that nobody. tour of Italy is legit. Oh my god, that, yes. is, that is a full meal, and it is fantastic. That is where I would go by myself if I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be by myself, and I want to eat. I want to. <laughs> I want to treat myself. I'm going. I to deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> um. So when I first thought of this one, I thought I knew the answer. I was gonna say Dairy Queen because I love blizzards. Like I fully support the blizzard. I, uh, but tonight on our way home, my wife and I stopped at Dairy Queen together. So I was like. This doesn't feel like a taboo answer anymore because we just did it together two hours ago. So if I'm going to go by myself, I'm going to say Wise Guys. It's an eatery over here. Uh, They make a phenomenal, phenomenal Chicago-style sandwich, uh, which means the marinara is cooked into the meat and then Mm. cheese is put on top and put onto the bread. Uh, They do a really good job. Solid solid sandwich. So that would be mine. All right. Um, Curveball. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this one is a little different. So if you weren't doing your job right now, you weren't a coach, but you also didn't get the dream job of being in the NFL, what would you be doing as a profession? Okay. I'm only, I'm only saying this because of how great it's felt to work on this passion project for the last, uh, uh, what has it been months, two months? I would love to be a writer of some sort. Um, I hate you, I hate I, you right now. <laughs> I've been working on this this article for us, and I've been doing interviews, and I've been asking questions and sending out questionnaires. I uh, sent out 250 questionnaires to people on Twitter who were in this field, and uh, I only got like 25 back. And I was like, you know what? Uh, this isn't good data. I got to do it again. So I did it again. And all the work I put into it on the side, all these things I've done, I've loved every second of it. And I wish this was something like, I wish like I go back and I read some of the writing I've done for PSVG. It's not stellar. Uh, I think Seth has a way better command of the pen and and the articulation. Uh, I think Tyler puts in more passion. I think Donnie's better at stating opinion. I wish I had like a combination of what those guys have. Um, But I would love to have the talent and the ability to do that for a living. If I couldn't coach and I couldn't play football. So how about you, bud? You know, it's funny. It's for me, it was a toss up between journalism. Like once I started doing this and actually started writing a bit here and now, I was like, man, just thinking back on all the gaming magazines that I had and like all the written words that I write, that I like. And the fact that I still prefer reading something as to like watching a YouTube video or whatnot. And I was like, man, I should have majored like minored in journalism or something because I really enjoy writing and putting down opinions and thoughts on paper um, and also reading them. So I was thinking the same thing. Like if I wasn't in the NBA or doing what I do now, I would have loved to have been like an actual like IGN journalist or something like that. And it's a toss up between that or a color commentator. Um, I just love sports and basketball and talking trash. And that's pretty much what color commentators do. 
see i think i'd be good at the, the talking trash part i don't think i'd be good at calling the game because i would get stuck watching like i would be like oh man that was sick oh so what had happened was uh they you know ball around the back and I, and that's why lost. you're the color commentator you're not the one calling the game <laughs> you're the one pointing out all the other stuff and talking trash that's true man thank you thank you for that <laughs> the more you know <laughs> Our next question, um, take your favorite game and how would you bring it into the modern tech? I think there's not like Xbox One, mm-hmm. PS4. Would you make changes or no and explain why? Dang, my favorite game. My favorite game, like if, if I ever had to make like a top 10 list, the number one game for me is always going to be World of Warcraft. So with that it's, being... Yeah, it's already up there. Yeah, it's it's it's... It's modern enough, but if I were to make changes to the game, honestly, I do kind of what they're doing now where they can't, where they they allow like the vanilla game to still exist before all the expansions. Like they're going to be doing where they they do WoW Classic and they're going to add like I think like every year or so they're going to add the next expansion so you can get that original feeling of WoW again. So I would have never cut that out. I would have let it where you could sit sit on a vanilla server or move to the upgrade or the the the, the expansion or whatnot, um, and I'd also as far as modernization, yeah, I would definitely tweak the graphics and make them be a little more realistic. Like I, I love like WoW's art style because um, it fits the world, but I would definitely you know make it look a little prettier. And I mean they've done some some graphical updates and overhauls over the years, but I would probably turn it a way more modern look. But oh, man, I love me some World of Warcraft. So most people know, like, my favorite 360 game to this day is still Brink. Uh, I love that <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, and I absolutely love Madden. We all know that. Um, but w- the, when I saw this one, the game that came right to my heart was uh, Dwarves. Um, mm. So Dwarves was, like, my first big, re- like, review game. And I put I put a lot of time into that game. Uh, I loved it so much. I bought the books, read the books. Uh, there's three of them. Uh, I, I backed uh, some of the stuff on Kickstarter, trying to get that collection edition. Uh, it never, never ended up coming, but I was okay with it. I was like, I want you guys. I bought copies of the game, was just giving away to kids. I was like, hey, hey, hey I, I got four copies of the Dwarves. Who wants one? And one of them still sit in my office. Nobody wanted it. <laughs> and, uh, so what I would do is I would, I would have like, it was such a great premise. And that story is powerful. Um, like those books were incredible. Like I've never, I've never read nonfiction like that before where I, I'm like devouring books like that in a night, like just, just going like crazy. Um, what I would do is I would, I would keep most of the core gameplay mechanics that they had, but I would give more of the story into the game. Um, I would, I would develop instead of, uh, you coming in and walking around and having this conversation, I would bring in a couple more cutscenes. I would bring in um, a couple more like self-contained levels that were more puzzly because uh, there were some awesome puzzles uh, puzzles in the game. And so I, I would do a little more time. Um, I would I would give it more of that that Witcher feel of how mm-hmm. big those maps are, and, and I would give it a little more polish there, a little more freedom. Um, but yeah, again, I loved love that story so that would be mine uh they had some patches come out like mm-hmm. i want to say it was like six months after release that really fixed like the two glitches that they were having okay um, i only ran into one of them early um some people are having a problem with the other one but yeah, really really good 
Um, has Donnie played it? Because if he did, I'm sure he ran into all the glitches. Oh, probably. Himself. Yeah. Don, that's just how it goes for Donnie. Like he's, <laughs> he's finding every glitch possible. So. <laughs> um, <coughs> our last one. Uh, this is actually one that I added. What character do we feel Chaffee is if it was an Overwatch character? See, the reason is I owe Chaffee. Uh, he claimed from PSVG, the main episode that I was on, uh, I've got these extra figures. And so whichever one you pick is the one that I'm going to give him the figure of if I have it. Wow. Yeah. Which Overwatch character would Chaffee be? I'm not terribly familiar with all the Overwatch characters, but the one that comes to mind, is it Roadhog? Let's see. I need to actually look at the characters real quick. Hold on. While he does that, PSVGOT is sponsored by nobody. (laughs) Nobody for a brighter tomorrow and a happier new year. That's not a real ad. Not at all. Great time if our editor, like, instead of the pause and my sweet ad that I should say for sure, uh, I would love to get more boys to men. Could I get into the road? Although we've gone. To the end of the road. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I want to say, you know, he might actually be a bastion because I feel okay. like he'd be cheap. I feel okay. like he would just sit there with that turret and just mofos down. That's right, Chaffee. <laughs> I know you, bro. <laughs> All right. I will check and see if we have a bastion in there. And if not, uh, we'll go through and we'll, we'll do it again. And uh, we'll see if we can get him on the next PSG OT 16. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll be good. So those, those are all my questions for today. And wow. we still got, we still got like 20 minutes. Yeah, we do. Now, do we, do we just be unprepared and have a discussion? Yeah, let's let's do that. Cause it's it. all about unpreparedness, right? I love it. That's what I'm talking about. That's why we're here. All right. Um, so a lot of other shows have been talking about Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And like some people are salty about it, some people are like super jacked about it, some people are like it's gonna hurt the retailers. Here's my only thing about it. I'm not saying anything until I see it happen. Right. Like, does that not make sense? Like, why talk about something until you've seen it happen? Yeah, I mean, I think Game Pass, you know, on its own is a great, great value added proposition because all of the back, all of the older games that you're going to be able to get for 10 bucks a month. I think that's great. And until we actually see what happens with the first party releases and how well they do with Game Pass being a thing, you can't you don't really know. It's hard to say. Yeah, And that's like more of my thing is like. I don't know how this is going to affect anything. So let's see what Sea of Thieves does. If Sea of Thieves comes out and in two months they go, hey, we have four million concurrent players on Game Pass. This is working. Like right. that's on, like that, that it's huge. That's four million people with Game Pass. Okay. And then when Crackdown 3 comes out, hey, we have uh, two million people playing on the online right now or some crazy thing. That's when we start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, like the normal mom and pop the normal grandma the normal auntie who's buying a game for little joey isn't gonna know about game pass right they're not i'm sorry like i'm saying right now best buy is not going to be going hey uh would you like to buy these game pass gift cards no no one's no retailer is going to be pushing game pass at for a sale no one's doing it like no one's gonna be i I guarantee you if gamestop is carrying them in store they're going to be hidden somewhere 
Right. They're not, not going to, oh, we didn't put those out. Sorry, corporate. Our bad. Wink, wink. Okay, I'm just, it's not happening. And so, like, I just, I don't feel like we're going to be running into this issue. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I think it's great for gamers. Yeah. If you want to spend 10 bucks a month, spend 10 bucks a month. Play games. Yeah, um, I think a lot of it is going to come down to how well, like, us Thieves is supported post-launch. Because if there's no content, then what are you supporting? Why am I paying this 10 bucks a month? Mm-hmm. If I'm only really playing, you know, Sea of Thieves, like if there's no post-launch content, it's not how are what are they doing? Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like if if my biggest like just like I can't get my brain around it is like if Sea of Thieves stays on there forever. How do you drive anybody to actually buy that game? Like you're gonna have to get so many Game Pass subscriptions. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Timmy O'Toole ain't gonna know about Game Pass, nope. and the retailers ain't gonna tell him because they want to make that sale. So it's 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 a really it's a really interesting spot that it's gonna be in because it's gonna have to be word of mouth because I can't understand why any retailer would want to push that mm-hmm. unless they get unless there's some kind of some kind of back end for like when because I know when I worked at Best Buy like when we sold subs to stuff. We push the subs because we'd get like a back end return on that. So every month that they would keep the subscription, we'd get some kind of residuals. So mm-hmm. I don't know how you how you would be able to pay all the, the developers and then also all the retailers some kind of residual on ten bucks a month. So I just I don't know, man. Yeah, so I don't think the retailers see a dime of that. I don't I think this is just between them and saying, All right, rare, for every one of your games is downloaded and for every hour played, we're giving you this percent. Yeah. And that way, like, that's how they get their money. Like, that's the only way that makes sense to me. Like, that's the, like, I just don't see a way where they're not, where they, if they involve retailers, we have an issue. So, yeah, it's uh, interesting. The next news that if I'm thinking about stuff that's happening, I'm actually really sad that Red Dead 2 has a release date. And <laughs> I put this in the Discord. Like, yeah. So, this is one of those games where I was like, it's got to come out in like November. It's got to. It's got to be this big Thanksgiving before Black Friday. Bam, you know, you're, we're the only thing you want to buy. And I was ready to have that week of Thanksgiving break to play. And now it's going to come out mid football season, which means I will not see this game until Thanksgiving. Yeah. And that devastates me. So, here's the, the bigger question do, you, do, do regular people buy it day one? Because it should be half off. On Black Friday, so like, why would I buy it October twenty sixth when it launches? If that, I think that's the release date. When I could wait a month, literally one month, for Black Friday and probably get it for half off. Mm-hmm. So I, the way I see it, gamers are picking it up day one. Like those hardcore, we got to play it, we got to get in here, we got to talk about it. Parents, they're picking it up Black Friday. For I half don't know, off, man. It's going on. I feel like I feel like even as gamers now, we've been taught don't buy day one. Like, see, I, I wish I'd been taught that. I, I've, <laughs> I've yet to learn that lesson. I learned that lesson 2016. I was like, I just bought all these games and they're half off. I am not doing this again. And this year, or last this past this past fall, mm-hmm. I just waited till Black Friday and bought everything <sighs> for 25 or 30 bucks instead I, of 60. I wish I had that. I wish I had that ability. Like my just wanting to play things right away and to be able to tell kids and be like, yeah, this is great. Like, I remember when uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare came out mm-hmm. and I, I went and got that one that night. I went home, played through the story. I put I think, three hours in that night. And I told my kids, like, this is the best Call of Duty story I've played in a long time. And kids went and bought it. And I was like, even though it was the most downloaded video, even though people were hating on it, I was like, no, no, this is great. I promise. And you also have a gazillion dollars in a uh, GameStop credit. <laughs> I do. 
Man, me, me and games are we good together, man. I was looking at it like right now on trade credit. I could I could knock out two Xbox One X's for people. Jesus. Man, I should that's just trade credit sitting there. It's good sauce. It's good sauce. I need to I need to find a way to make that happen. <laughs> it's, I need to buy everything physical and trade everything in. That's what I do. That's why that's why the digital universe scares me. Because that's money I lose towards games. They need to find a way for you to actually be able to sell your digital subscriptions. I think that would also be great if you could actually mm-hmm. sell a digital license to somebody else. Like See, that I, brings a whole new market. I would love to be able to like with the actual game gifting. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I thousand a game, I'm never going back to that. Right. So I probably I want to say that there are probably fifteen to twenty games off the top of my head that are sitting there in my please install that I've deleted that I could just give to people and say, Hey, here's a great game. Go play this. Send me me a $3 GameStop card. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know why they haven't figured that out to be able to just digitally gift games that you own. Like I paid for the license. I own this license. I should be able to gift it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm surprised they haven't come up with that yet. It's a crazy world. Um, The the only other thing that I, I actually had that, now that we're just having this conversation is so did you listen to mttg this week uh no i did not all right they they get into a conversation about PUBG and having four million players in the xbox and as i'm listening to them talk about it uh i was like man you know uh this is this is pretty cool it four million is a big thing like, that's important um but one of my students comes to me and was like hey i i didn't hear ed or uh tim talk about it and I was like, yeah. And so I actually, I don't have Tim's info, but I direct messaged Ed and was like, hey, if you don't have this game, I wouldn't mind gifting it to you. And here's the reason why. Like, I absolutely adore this gameplay. Like, once you play your first round of PUBG, like, solo. And I, that's that's the way I recommend. You play your very first one solo. Don't do, don't do a duos first. Don't do a squad first. Play solo the first time. Once you experience the adrenaline of you trying to get away from people and you trying to hide and find stuff and equip, Dude, it's intense. It is. It is an adrenaline rush. It, it's one of those things where I can sit down and do two or three matches, and then be good for you know a couple of days. But I just want to go back to it. I'm like, oh, I want to. I want to crawl on the ground through the weeds. I want to sneak <laughs> up on somebody with. I, the moment I find a silencer, I want to scream into my mic because it's about to go down. You will never find me. <laughs> <laughs> you will not know where I'm shooting from, and I'm gonna make it rain. I'm gonna get everybody. <laughs> and so it was one of those things where I was like, "Man, like I, I would love for them to understand, like, experience that part, because mm-hmm. once you experienced it, and then you played with people, and that gameplay brings you back in." Uh, I played with Nate today for for about an hour and a half and had a blast. Nice. So now you, you originally said that's in the PSVG, but you meant MTTG, right? That's what I said, MTTG. Okay, then I'm I just said, getting things wrong. Did you say yeah. PSVG? Yeah, who knows? But um. I can see Ed possibly getting into it because um, I know he's a big fan of the Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Tim, he don't play the first-person shooters like that, so I can't imagine him actually getting into it and playing. I This is another reason why I can't wait to be able to build my PC because I definitely want to check out PUBG. Um, my current PC will probably it might run, but eh, I want to build one. And not having an Xbox, I can't I can't experience it yet. So yeah. <laughs> understandable man yeah no it's 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 a phenomenon like unlike anything that i've experienced in gaming uh i i literally spent like an hour in grand theft auto 5 and was like okay open world with a character i don't create doing whatever i want sort of 
like I, I jumped right out. Like it just wasn't for me. And it wasn't because it wasn't a bad game. It's because like I need a story that either drives me or an open world that entices me and stealing stuff never enticed me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what I liked about Borderlands was, hey, if I go destroy this bad guy, these then I'm waiting for loot to drop and I'm upgrading my character. Love the world, love the maps, let's go. Thing I liked about The Witcher um, 2 and 3, big, beautiful world. I go through, I can make do good and bad, da, da, da. Thing I like about Fable, the good and bad, the way the world created is. Mm-hmm. So like, if I'm going to play an open world game, like I, I need that investment. I think the only time I played an open world game was shooting that I liked. Uh, did you ever play Sleeping Dogs? Yeah. I really loved the game. That's like loved the reason to play it. So that's, that's funny That'd because be for me. Theft Auto Five on the online portion, I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was very shallow at the beginning, but they have poured so much content in this. I was in GameStop the other day when I was picking up uh, PSN cards to get Monster Hunter World. Yes, I'm gonna dive into that nonsense. Um, oh man! But I was watching a trailer on like little running stuff they have on the TVs, and it was it was the Grand Theft Auto like their, their latest. Uh, uh, chapter or whatnot online mm-hmm. and these fools are like the cia they have deloreans they were flying i was like what is th-? at first i was like what is this game i haven't seen this what is this nonsense and then it's grand theft and i'm like what that's the online portion so you actually create your character you level them up all that you get your your partners together and you do all of this crazy cia stuff now apparently i was just like wait a minute this is when did that happen? I need to jump back into that world because I did play with a couple of my friends for a little while and we did like some of the missions and some of the online stuff. And for me, what's fun about that sandbox is that at any point in time, I can turn on my friends. And I absolutely did. I, we, we, we would be like finish up a mission, walking away, and I would just turn and bop, went, went, get him in the head and then bop, get his brother in the head because they're brothers. And this is like, this is my best friend, my best friend and his brother. And from that point on, it would be them trying to kill me and failing repeatedly while I just murder them and then blow up their cars. Cause that was also my thing. I would get the sticky grenades and I'd blow their cars up because they'd work a lot of time to get their cars and make them pretty. And I would just mm-hmm. blow them up. It was just that, that for me was just fun turning on my friends and just <laughs> causing complete chaos and pissing them off. Like that was just great for me. Have you, have you actually played monster world Hunter yet? No, I haven't. It's just installed and it's sitting on my hard drive, enticing me and teasing me, saying, hey, come play me. So this is actually the opposite of, of the introduction. With this game, if you've never played a Monster Hunter, uh, you almost have to play with a friend first. Uh, mm. Because like, so I so I played maybe like an hour, hour and a half by myself. And then like, I wasn't really understanding the mechanics. I was like, oh, this is kind of crazy. Like, I'm not, this is weird. And then the moment I played with Dan and Ray and uh, Brian, and we did a we hunted down one of the, the monsters and we we slayed it and, and we're picking up the gear and they're like, oh man, I got this, this, and this. And I'm like, why does it matter? You just have to sell it all. And they go, no, 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 You click on it to keep it, or you can sell it all. And so I had done like three or four of these quests and sold everything. Oh wow. And they're like, they're like, that's why you can't upgrade your stuff. Like that's why you're behind. And I was like, really? Why didn't yeah. someone say something? <laughs> why didn't why didn't why what? Why, why can't it just say keep all or why, why was there not another button at it? Mm-hmm. And so, okay, fix that. Played a couple more times, got enough stuff, finally upgraded so I could do some more damage. Um, however, they have made a social space on there that is amazing. So they have something, uh, I think it's like the hub. 
Yeah. And so what it is, is you and your friends only can be in here together. So only people you invited in. Right. And you run talking and you're, you know, you're, you can arm wrestle. You can, uh, me, Brian, Dan, were waiting for rain. So we were taking pictures of like our guys sitting at the table, drinking, falling asleep. One was giving a speech and we're sending it to Ray on Twitter. Like, Hey, just waiting for Ray. And we were dying. <laughs> like, we were having so much fun. Um, you can customize like what your character says in game when something happens. So, uh, if somebody jumps onto one of the monsters, like is writing it, uh, Dan's character, you see a little pop-up that says, uh, jump on it. <laughs> and I'm just dying. I'm like, this is great. This is good stuff, you know. And um, it, it's really, really well done. And the, the monsters, like, I've yet to see, I've yet to see a glitch. Like, I've seen a couple spots where, like, are they, did they really move into that spot or really take over that space? But for the most part, they interact with the world really well, and it's really pretty. Um, I was really impressed. It, again, without friends, I don't think I would still be playing it. I think that game would already be traded in. Mm. So, but with yeah. friends, very enjoyable. My Destiny Clan, they're all on it. And like I said, me, well, me and my boy Steve, who I work with, who's also in my Destiny Clan, we went to GameStop to get credit to buy the game. Mm. So he literally just texted me about 20 minutes ago, like, hey, you play Monster Hunter yet? I'm like, no. It's sitting there teasing me, telling me, hey, come play this game, buddy. Come on. <laughs> so, I'm I'm definitely excited to get into that world. Um, yeah, they were telling me about the uh, the hub and all the nonsense that can go on there. We I believe we started a clan already as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And I mean, I come from a, a RPG background, so I'm a hoarder when it comes to stuff. So I wouldn't have sold anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding <laughs> on to this until until I find out what I can do with it. Because I remember uh, playing Final Fantasy VII and selling off all the stuff and then realizing, Oh, wait a minute. I needed that for this fight. I needed this headband. So I wouldn't, it just gave me poison resistance. I think I didn't need that. And no, this damage, this boss does poison damage. The only thing to nullify that is this headband. And I sold it. Damn it. So now I've become a a RPG game hoarder. So I just kind of keep everything. I understand. Uh, Again, I'm not, my RPG skill is pretty low. And I understand that. Like I know, uh, I've never, never. So I, I've owned Final Fantasy 15 since launch. Mm-hmm. I played the first five minutes of tutorial. Said no, no. <laughs> <laughs> turned it off, uninstalled it, traded the disc in, and then uh, it was on sale for like ten bucks. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll pick it up. So I bought it digitally, and you know, again, installed it. Maybe five minutes of tutorial said, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's the thing. Like a game can turn me off in the beginning and I just am not going to get through it. It's that I remember I, I told you the, uh, the Metal Gear Solid 5 story. I was just getting ready to bring that up. I was going to say one, yep. you just made Nate shed like the little single tier, yep. little, the Native American tier for uh, <laughs> 15. And then I was just talking about, I was just going to say how Kevin started Metal Gear and he was like, I understand why Coach Mo turned this off because this is some weird stuff and that's the thing like so when i when i started that one and i was like okay this ghost firehead dude's chasing me i just gotta get out the building i was like i'm with you but the moment the firewall popped up <laughs> the moment the moment i saw the firewall and i turned to my wife and go is that wheel on fire yeah that wheel's on fire i'm done i'm <laughs> I've I've got the cool statue. Yeah, I'm gonna trade this right in. Thank you. Take give me twenty bucks, games out, please. 
take this. I don't need it. So I guess it's safe to say there will be no Death Stranding in your future. No, no. No. I have no idea what's going on in that game, and it makes me, it, it it makes me so curious. I watched the trailer again the other day with my boy Steve, and we were just like, "What is this? This is the most ridiculous looking thing ever." We have no idea what's going on. <sighs> All right, so this is the most video game talk we've had in OT. This is um, true. Let's let's for the last 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 couple of minutes, Super Bowl. Who are you picking? Mm-hmm. I'm picking Philadelphia because I cannot stand the Patriots. <laughs> I don't want to see them win another one. I'm tired of them being in the Super Bowl. I'm still upset about how Atlanta just fell to pieces last year. Um, I need somebody other than Eli Manning to beat Brady. So please, yeah. Nick Foles, make it happen. <laughs> oh, Nick Foles. <laughs> that nickname became a thing at our school the last week. Oh, really? And I was like... <laughs> People kept using it like, oh, we're just talking about the football player. I'm like, no, stop. We are not, we are not having this conversation. We are not crossing these boundaries. You stop it right now. Uh, I, I could not believe that became news. But um, for me, like, the only reason I'm not rooting for the Patriots this year, and I, the reason I rooted for them last year was because the great Shea McCullough played for the Patriots last year. You might not know Shea McCullough, but I know him as the Bears' first-round draft pick back when we had Phil Emery and Coach Tressman, but his rise to fame is she Shea knocked Aaron Rodgers out Ooh. for eight games. And when you're a bear and you can knock out an opposing guy with a non-dirty hit and he's not playing no more, you don't have to deal with his swagger and all of his great passes. It makes you feel – it gives gives you that, you know, nod. You know, Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. But Shea's on the injury reserve. Shea's not playing this year. And Alshon Jeffrey is playing. Yes, he is. And uh, Alshon, I loved watching Chicago. Uh, He was a great draft pick, amazing talent. Um, And I would love to see him get a ring. I would love to cheer for him to get one. So uh, that's the only reason. Um, I told Donnie, I think think people saw it, but he is the only Bears receiver in the last, I think it's like almost seven years now that I don't have an autograph for. Oh, wow. Uh, I've gotten, I've gotten, you know, Daniel Braverman, uh, Tanner Gentry. I have all these obscure guys' autographs in one way or another. Alshon was the one that I always, always missed. So someday, someday. Yeah, Alshon has done me, uh, done me very well in my fantasy leagues the last two years. So uh, I'm a fan of his. So uh, yeah, Philly, get it done. So we got two Phillies on the OT. So we'll see what happens. See how it goes. Uh, that's it, man. You have anything else you want to talk about? What's what, anything coming down the pipelines? Uh, no, other than you know checking out uh, the OT. Uh, we also have Unrated uh, that posted uh, today, I believe. So check that out. We are going to be more consistent, or let's, let's say I just say I will be more consistently on Unrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have uh, We the Gamer Cast with uh, Sean Capri that'll be dropping on Monday. So listen out for that. Nice. Um, other than that, uh, check me out on Twitter at Dev Atias. Uh, come uh, start a pick a fight with me. Talk about uh, Apple, and I'll tell you why Droid is better. I like my iPhone X. It it works good. It sees my face and logs in and doesn't make fun of me. I like that. It's classy. Uh, (laughs) And uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Coach Hulk or on Xbox at the Coach Hulk. Um, If you want to talk, I I just like talking to people, whatever whatever I can do to help. Uh, Things coming for me, I'm still working on on the same piece I've been working on for a while. I uh, sent out another round of questionnaires trying to get some more information from some more people who uh, have dealt with this topic um, just to give myself a better a better pool. Uh, I just felt like 
25 out of the, the 200 plus that I sent wasn't a big enough. I needed more. Um, and I re- and I didn't want to be that person who like sent it to someone and then resent it to them. And mm-hmm. so all the people that I originally sent to, I said, I'm not going to send any of those people. I'm going to leave them alone. They did not want to answer my questionnaire. Let them be. Uh, so I reached out to another, I think it's like 75 so far um, who, who are in similar roles uh, and, and sent the same questionnaire. I've already gotten back from a couple of them, which really, really had me jacked. Um, but I'm really excited because like I can see the end in this one and yeah. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to share it with people. So I hopefully once, once, once it's time, uh, we'll roll it out and uh, yeah, it'll be good. It'll I can't good. wait. I can't wait. Thank you, man. Well, other than that, oh wait, I have one more thing. People who are trying to hunt achievements. Uh, there's a, a game that just came out. I believe it's called the Assemblance. Uh, I beat it in about 30 minutes. Uh, I got the full 1,000. Uh, the only thing I had to look up, I had to look up one because I didn't understand that it was time based. Like there's nothing in the game that tells you it's time based. Um, and so I couldn't figure out how to get it. Um, but once you once you play it and you want you get to that point, just shoot me a text and I'll help you out. So anybody's trying to hunt sheaves as a quick thousand, uh, and I, I believe it was only 10 bucks. So all right. With that being said, this has been another episode <laughs> of the OT. Thank y'all for hanging out with me and Dev, and uh, that's game over. This has been a production of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Find more great content at playsomevideogames.com. Tyler edited this. What up?